You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to episode 79 of Two Goalies, One Mike. I'm your host, Johnny Cullen, joined alongside Dwayne Steinell, as always. We are pleased to be joined by a uh, second-time guest, friend of the program, and all-around legend, Olaf Kolzig, Oli the goalie. Thank you for being here, brother. Always a pleasure, guys. And I think it should be called Three Goalies, One Mike. Right? That's my bad. I'll take I'll we'll throw take... I'll throw some money in the fine jar for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean uh unless you guys are still playing. I know I'm retired, so I can't really consider myself a goalie anymore. But I'm most definitely retired, but as a goalie coach, I guess I guess I still and when me and Dwayne fill in some men's league, I know Dwayne's a men's league starter. I'm, um, I'm a stud filling guy due to uh <laughs> Some lower body injuries uh, that will never. I can relate ahead. to that. So, um, three goalies, one Mike has a nice ring to it. Uh, we were lucky enough to get you back on, Oli, back in the very beginning of the show. I still remember the episode. It stands out to me. It was electric. We had a lot of fun. Uh, so, very, very pleased and lucky to have you back on. Uh, obviously, you're, you're still with the Caps, and and they're on. Uh, you know. Quite a quite a streak here, playing some great hockey, getting some great goaltending from Sansonoff, but sitting atop the Eastern um, Conference at uh, at 38 points, um, you know, tied there with a couple teams in Florida, Tampa, and Toronto, all with 38. But what's it been like so far this year with Washington? After you know last year, kind of felt like things were starting to get back to normal, but you know, moving along into this year, it seems more like hockey is back, if if you want to say it. Yeah, it is back. I mean, you got the people in the stands, and I think that's that's the uh, the biggest thing. I mean, it was great to play um, or watch the guys play, um, but it didn't feel the same without having the fans there. Now that now that they're back, the atmosphere is back. Um, you know, uh, obviously the way the the Caps are playing this year is very exciting. There's you know a lot of question marks going into the season. Um, you know, we still we still don't have one of our, arguably one of our best players and Nick Baxter back in the lineup yet. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously a lot of questions in goal as well. Um, could, could VTech continue to do what he, what he did last year for us? Um, can Sammy bounce back from a, from a very subpar season? And, uh, and in all, th- in all three of those things, the answer is yes. You know, we survived the injury with Nicky. He should be coming back here sometime, I think before Christmas. And the way that Sammy's played the last couple weeks to a month, um, you know, he's playing the way that we expected him to play when we when we drafted him. Um, and uh, you know, and Vitek continues to be uh, to be a solid partner for him. For sure. I mean, I was surprised. I felt like last year 
we as a Sabres, you know, pot fan podcast. Yeah, I remember playing the Caps multiple times early in the season, and that was my first taste of VTech, and he blew me away. Um, and, and I, I had the same reaction, um, seeing Samson off for the first time, but to have, um, that wealth of youth and, um, youth with, with very high ceilings, um, I want to make sure that that, that, that's understood that that's gotta be, you know, fun, but you know, also, you, you also have to deal with the ups and downs of being a young goaltender. I remember you, you sharing some of that, um, your own troubles with that or, 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 the way that you dealt with that. Um, but at, they've come up at, at the right times. And it, it feels like this, this Washington team this year with, with, you know, losing the guys to COVID and having, you know, one of your best players out the whole year, hopefully getting them back. Like you mentioned, they found a way to win and, and they found a way to win at home too, with a real impressive home record. I think it's nine, one and two, if I believe, I think I'm close, uh, but it just seems like a fun building to play in and, and listening to to you know Washington Pittsburgh, obviously a special matchup. But um, I was going through some of the comments um, from like guys like Oshie and John Carlson talk about that rivalry, um, mm-hmm. and it just sounds sounds like a fun rink to be in when those two teams come at it. I'll tell you what's a lot more fun playing playing uh, at the uh, Capital One Arena than it does in uh, in Pittsburgh. That's for sure. Um, you know, it's it's always been a it's been a big rivalry. Uh, goes back so long, um, uh, and and really we haven't had our our share of success against them up until a couple of years ago when we finally beat them to to advance to the to the Stanley Cup. And I think ever since that uh, that series win, it's really kind of gotten the monkey off our back. And and I think we we really look forward to these games more and more during the regular season now that we know that we can beat them. Um, obviously, uh, you got arguably the two best players of, of their generation playing against each other and Ovechkin and, and, uh, and Crosby, um, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's always two teams that hate each other, a lot like Montreal and, and, uh, and Toronto, um, Philly and Pittsburgh. It's a, it's a rivalry and, uh, um, there's nothing, nothing better than, than two teams that hate each other. And, and obviously Pittsburgh's got to find their way back into the playoff picture. So they're going to be desperate. Um, and, uh, we're going to continue to hopefully to uh, to climb the standings and, and and continue to be at top of the league. Dwayne, one last note before you yeah. jump in. Um, you you brought up the word, but so did Oshi, and and he, and he mentioned the hatred, and um, he he compared it a lot to what it was like when he was with St. Louis with their rivalry with 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 Chicago. Mm-hmm. Only when you played, where who was it? I know Washington was a newer team. Um, who were well, not a newer team by the time you got there. I was going to say I'm old, but I'm not that old. I, I know. I, I, <laughs> I played for them in the '90s, not in the '70s. Franchins. Um, who who was the hatred then? Was it still the Penguins? Did you guys have that rivalry back then, or who was it for you that really got you guys going during during your your, your stretch there? Yeah, it was any team from Pennsylvania, both Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. It, it was. Um, I mean, we hated Pittsburgh. Uh, Philly was just—they were just hard. They were tough. Well, they, it was a tough was team to play against. Lindros and the Legion of Boom. Or the Legion the, of Boom, there. and um, yeah, uh, man, they had they they were they were, they had very very good teams. Obviously, you had Hexy in that, who's uh, who was an idol that I I really idolized growing up, and uh, um, and then you play in Philly, and and 
in Philly, you want to be the goaltender playing. You don't want to be the goaltender sitting on the bench because yeah. nothing worse than dealing with those Philly fans while you're sitting there watching the game. <laughs> Wait, you don't like beer being poured down your the back of your neck when you're not? Well, the, the beer the beer being poured poured down on, on you is is the least of the at least of the uh, the problems. It's the things they say to you. It is, I mean, ruthless, and it just hey. they do their homework, they do their research, like they're prepared when 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 you guys when we show up to the rink, and it's it kind of blows you away with what they know. They find out about all your insecurities and they use it against you, even if you're not. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I played there before social media became anything. So my stuff was a little more hidden, but nowadays it's, it's yeah. It's, I, I got my, it's crazy. I got my first taste of it. Like social media was just evolving, but I remember when, when some, some kid from uh, uh, Brampton battalion skated by my crease and like, uh, mentioned my girlfriend's name so at the time i probably had like a myspace or a facebook but just doing homework on the chirps i think that's the, when, when it's the fans doing it too um yeah you know we've all known philly's a, a tough place to play but that's that's funny um, yeah yeah but I, we uh, hated we but we hated the penguins just hated them i mean that's i mean i've always said that you know that in you know growing up watching like you said earlier the, the rivalry between you know Ovi and crosby like I mean, that was like watching them two play each other constantly, you know, be, being in that division. It was like, if you're a baseball fan, it's like always watching like Sosa versus McGuire. Not McGregor. I mean, sorry, uh, McGuire. McGuire. Uh, yeah. You know, just, you know, and that's what kind of like I want to transition to that is, you know, how impressive is this start at 36 years old? What Alex Ovechkin is doing right now at his age, the guy is just an absolute, you know, powerhouse and, the, the rate he's scoring at at his age, and he doesn't seem like he's going to be slowing down at all anytime soon. He doesn't have Backstrom right now. It's just going to get better when Backstrom gets well, and, that, and, that, and that's the most impressive thing is he's doing it without his, his sidekick. Um, it, it's it's really incredible to watch. Uh, when you think about it, he – what is he, 144? He's at 750 right now. Mm-hmm. He's 144 goals away, and he's got – you know, four years left on his contract. He's got half a season left. Uh, he's scoring at a, a fantastic pace. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it truly is great to watch. But you know what? I, obviously, you know, we, we, we get to see behind-the-scenes stuff. And, you know, at, at training camp, you could tell that Ovi, Ovi has taken this pursuit serious. He, he really got in good shape this summer. Um, I think he's cutting a few things out of his diet. Um, and, and he's sticking to it and he, uh, I, I think he's a man on the mission, I, I, you know, a record that everybody thought would never be broken, especially in today's game it has a legit possibility. I mean, knock on wood, the guy stays relatively healthy, which he has in his, in his pretty much his whole career. He could be, you know, four years from now, you might have to wheel him out in a, in a walker or get two guys from the bench to just place him in that spot on the power play. But that shot, that shot's never going to go away. So if you have somebody that can feed him the puck, um, he's still going to get his goals on the power play. So it, it is, it is, it's. We're watching history in the making. What, what surprised me, and Dwayne, Dwayne brought up something earlier, and I'll let him finish that, that thought with it. Um, you know, with the season's missed uh, point. But what's amazed me, and you touched on Oli, is that he's been able to have one of his best starts to his seasons not only at this age, but without his running mate, you know, not getting those, I don't want to call them favorable matchups. Cause obviously you're going to, you're going to, 
you know, coaches are going to match up as against, you know, Ovechkin as much as they can. Um, but without his running mate, you know, and Backstrom, who he's had to maybe, I don't want to say take the defensive, you know, pressure away. There's always going to be that for Ovi, but to see him step up his defensive game, like the goal he, he's scoring in non-traditional ways uh, at this age and to see him continue to get better is it's fun for me. I, I I'm, I'm in the purely in the camp of, I hope he breaks that record. Uh, and, and to Dwayne's point, I know me, me and you were talking about it before. I'll let you take it from there, Dwayne. I, I, I just wonder really where he would be at if, if he, he had those two and a half seasons, like you mentioned, Dwayne. He'd be breaking it this year. I, Without a doubt, he'd be breaking it this year. It, I mean, you could arguably argue, you could make an argument that he might be able to reach a thousand goals. I just said this right before you came on with, you know, it's like he's going to get a thousand like, goals. Yeah. I mean, the, the amount of games he's missed, um, I mean, it obviously is a stretch, but you, you just never know. And, uh, you know, he's done he's done this in what, less, in 300 less games than Gretzky? So even if he doesn't, for whatever reason, break the record, he, he's still going to go down, I think, as the greatest goal scorer in NHL history, just based on, on, on the, you know, the games he's played and the goals he's gotten. And me and Cully were t- uh, talking about before we brought you on is, what one of the things too is you were you were there kind of during that transition in goaltending where you know we went from um, you know the older style you know heavier equipment to the newer style you know when Reebok first kind of you know started getting into the game and the, the equipment got so much lighter and the equipment started to become more advanced. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on that when you think of that previous generation to this previous generation? Like, how much more impressive does it make? I, I know there's rule changes, you know, no two-line pass, the game's a lot faster. But in my opinion, I mean, and this is nothing against the great one. You know, there are a lot of players early in his career he didn't have, get to face because Russians and Europeans and the Czechs weren't allowed to play here yet. There was a good, a good probably solid, you know, five to ten years where he didn't play against some of the best players in the world. Um, not saying that, that, you know, he wouldn't have been able to excel against those guys, but you know, he didn't get to face some of the better goaltenders that ever that, from that, from that particular generation. And just to see what Ovechkin's doing against the goalies and how good they are today and the rate he scored at, it's just, it's mind blowing. Yeah. It's, it's tough sometimes to make those arguments. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at it with Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods and it's, you know, people try to say who's the goat and whatever. And, you look at the competition that Tiger has compared to competition that Jack has, the equipment that Jack had mm-hmm. compared to what Tiger's using. I mean, it's it's it, it's hard to say um, because you're if you're a great player and you're 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 doing the best you can with what you've got. And you know, um, you look at uh, you know, I think Gretzky went to his aluminum stick halfway through his career. These guys are using composite sticks where the pucks are are you know they're going 20 miles an hour faster. Mm-hmm. training is different. These guys are stronger, um, bigger. Um, you know, in the, the era that, that Gretzky was playing, there was so much clutching and grabbing. You know, those rules changed right around when, when Ovi came into the league, you know, so he didn't have to deal with with skating through mud and getting hooked, you know, held and, and uh, tied up all the time. Um, so there are a lot of things that benefited Ovi, but at the same time, um, you know, yeah, he's the, the goaltenders have evolved. Uh, the position, the guys are more athletic. They're bigger, they're faster, um, and you know. But sometimes power, power uh, surpasses that, and that's what Ovi has. And um, 
I'm, I'm never going to ever argue with what Wayne Gretzky's done. I mean, he's, yeah, okay. you know, he's, he's legendary, but um, again, Ovi's just one of those once in a lifetime players. And, um, you know, at some point records are meant to be broken as, as unrealistic as they are. Sometimes this is the type of player that can do that. Um, you know, unfortunately tiger got hurt or I think he would have broke Jack's record. Um, yeah. You know, so, a lot of injuries. Yeah, so there's there's you know there's always there's always somebody that comes down the down the pipe that uh, that is just a special person and that's what Ovi is right now. Hey, I was thrilled for him to get his cup um, to end that narrative, um, but I, I just like thinking about it from a, from like a, a goalie perspective. He's always going to be dangerous on the power play. You mentioned that, but I I, I agree with your line. There's people there the people that out there that, that want to throw the asterisks out there that, oh, it was a different game. Every You know, you, you can only play against the players they throw out against you, right? You don't get to choose which area you play in. Um, and, and so for th- those arguing about that, I, that, that opinion can be thrown out the window for me. Um, I just think it's it's the consistency at what he's been able to score. But not only that, since he's came into the league, Alex Ovechkin has been the type of player that – Every single shift, something big happens, whether it's a hit, a missed hit, uh, a shot that goes in or misses the net. You know, he's been that way since he's came into the league, and he's constantly been compared to to Crosby like you guys had had brought up, and and they play such different games, right? And, um, you know, I think – And and, and I think Sid stole some of the the spotlight, winning earlier, winning more, uh, but it's a team game. The individual accolades that – and the individual accomplishments and just what Ovi's been able to do in, in this era of the NHL um, and, and, and to live as a goal scorer who goes about it meticulously, you have to believe to, to see the advancement and the change in goaltending and the way that we get cross crease on, on, on a, on a power play pass, right? Like for him to adapt to that, I think, you know, you can throw gas on the fire that way too, is that he's found a way to score in different eras in different ways and evolve his game. And, and like you, you mentioned, you know, he's, he should be coming down to, you know, the Tom Brady argument, like the, the dinosaur ages of his career. I, I just think that the way he plays, it doesn't look like he's slowing down. And for me, I, you, you have, to, I, I think, and I would love to see him break the record in the coming years. Yep. I agree. Like you just brought it up, but you know, the one thing that, that, that Gretzky didn't bring that, that, that Ovi brings is the physicality. I think there was a stat that came out. Is he the only player that's got scored more than 750 goals or 700 goals and has 3000 hits. I I think I read that somewhere a couple weeks ago or whatever, but I mean, just think about that, Uh, the wear and tear that, that, that does to your body. And he, and he's still, he's still a force every night and um yeah that argument that uh you know that people say like you like you said you're only you can only do with what you're given and um and he's excelling right now just like just like the great one did back in the day that mm-hmm. they just uh they're two elite players that uh you just there's different arguments um yes crosby and ovi are two different players um ovi's a ovi's a bull um, he just overpowers you, uh, both with his body and a shot. And Sid, Sid has got a, uh, 
He's got a brain like no other. He's got great hands. Um, you know, he, he's one of those guys that makes the other guys on the ice better because he gets in the puck. Um, uh, you know, where Ovi is just pure, pure goal scorer, pure power, um, just a beast on the ice. And I think a lot of people forget in, in comparing the two, they play two different positions, right? Like Ovechkin's yeah. not a center. Like we no. can't, we can't fault him for, for, for being like this matchup guy when that's not, he's a left winger, right? So it's, it's uh, he can play both. He can play both wings. Right. But like, you get my point there. I mm-hmm. think a lot of people when looking at it on, on the surface, don't realize like, Oh, well, mm-hmm. you know, Crosby's such a more complete player. Well, yeah, well, he's also a center and he's also going to be involved lower in the defensive zone in that sense. Right. Um, Before we get to the, you know, I know Dwayne wanted to talk about uh, the, the matchup tomorrow night coming up. Um, but I wanted to ask you about Zach Fukali. Uh, I was in my last year in, in the Ontario League when he was, you know, having some success in the Quebec Major Junior League. And I know he went on to play for the World Junior mm-hmm. Team after. Having him come up and get his first win, I think, this year, right, was a shutout. Um, having to mm-hmm. see him, who, who's, you know, been in the minors, mm-hmm. um, dealt with adversity, to see him come up and just get that first win and, 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 and after working, you know, so hard, was that a cool moment? Fantastic moment. Zach is such a good guy, such an upbeat person. It's so hard not to cheer for him. And he just, he was a prime example of perseverance. Um, high draft pick. It, it just didn't work out in Montreal. Uh, and for a goalie, you know, Montreal, <laughs> It's tough to make it work out We've in Montreal. Seen that, seen that before. You know, it, I know Carey Price personally, um, and it's it's funny. I ironic. I said it the day that he announced that he was checking himself in. I said, I you know, there's probably not a better person that's suited for Montreal with his demeanor and the way he he goes about about business, and it just goes to show that we don't know what's going on inside the person. I mean, on the outside, he looks calm and and nothing phases him, but obviously there was something that, uh, you know, he, uh, he needed a break and, and then Montreal can do that for you. And unfortunately that's where Zach ended up going, especially a French kid going to, to Montreal. It just didn't work out. And, and sometimes players just need a fresh start. And, uh, it was just a great fit for us in, in, in Washington, obviously started in Hershey, um, really endeared himself to the players last year. Great, uh, great work you last cool. year, right? Like nine. Yeah, great years. numbers. We re-signed them. Thirty-five save percentage, really yeah. played well. Yeah, him and him and Phoenix Copley are a great duo down here. And then the, for him, he had a great training camp this year too. So if there was going to be any kind of, you know, if uh, if Sammy continued to play the way he did last year, I don't think there was any hesitation that Zach was going to go in. And then there just happened to be a uh, a time that he could go in. He got the start. We, I think at that time our team needed a little bit of a uh spark themselves in that position and i don't think it's a coincidence that he gets the shutout and then all of a sudden sammy's game takes off you know maybe that's a little pressure a little pressure and 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 sammy's responded well but again for zach fukali i think it's uh for any young hockey player it's a great uh lesson or um in uh in perseverance you know you, you keep your goals keep your goals in mind and just keep going until you achieve them I, I appreciate you giving us that answer. I just I know I don't know him personally. Only know what 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 I saw him go through, um, and to see him finally get get out there and then get a shutout in his debut. Um, 
really happy for for the kid. I don't even know. So, but I've heard nothing but good things about him, like like you just mentioned, Dwayne. Last question I'll ask, and then you can take it over to the Sabers and and we're going to talk about. Uh, there was an interesting case being presented about um, Doug Armstrong building the Canadian roster if the if they do go. Um, you know, it, it, after everything that's going on and Bettman statements today um, for Tom Wilson. And, and could he be one of the last forwards in? Um, I, I had the unfortunateness of playing against him. He was in Plymouth while I was in Windsor and he was right on top of me a lot. It made my life uh, a living, a living hell, you know, with, you know, screening me with guys like Sagan and Raquel shooting the pucks, but a complete competitor, somebody I have a tremendous amount of respect for, as much as we went at it on the ice, you know, as we passed each other in the hallway, it was always handshakes and nothing but respect. So somebody that, you know, I know a lot of people hate his guts, but I think they'd be jumping to at, the, at, at joy to have them on his team. Just wondered your thoughts on is, is he a candidate for Team Canada? And, um, you know, do you think that's something that could could come to fruition if, if they do indeed end up going? Well, personally, I don't know if he is a candidate. I don't know what they're thinking as far as uh, the kind of team they want to pick. Um, but I would, I would have Tom Wilson on my team any any day of the week. Uh, he's one of those polarizing figures. Uh, it's a lot like Dale Hunter, the guy that you love to have on your team. You hate to play against him. Hate to play against, and the fans just love giving it to him. They think he's a dirty player, and I don't think he could be any further from the truth. Yeah, he's gotten, he's putting himself in some bad situations. Um, he, he's a physical, physical specimen that can skate fast. And unfortunately some of the players have just, you know, they've been on the receiving end of it. And, um, there's, I'm sure there's been a couple of times where Tom's like, yeah, I probably could have done this different or done that different. When but you play the game at that high of a speed, man, sometimes those decisions are tough to make in the moment. It's, but- it's easy to break things down on a frame by frame, slow-mo basis. But like you said, the game is so fast and things change so quickly. It is, it's tough to, to turn your brain, to make your brain say, Oh, wait, stop or back off. It's just, it's some of those unfortunate things as you see in the NFL all the time when, uh, you know, guys trip and, and uh, you know, they'll get a helmet to helmet or, you know, the quarterback just lets go of the ball and, and gets hit and they call, you know, roughing the passer. It's just, it's unfortunate. And that, that's the way, that's the way they, they, you know, they they referee and officiate the games now. It's unfortunate. Yeah. I, I love Tom Wilson in his game. Um, you know, again, like you said, he's the player. Uh he's a player you hate to play against. You hate him with all like everything within you. But the second he's on your team, he's your best friend. You know, what I mean you're, you're gonna walk down an alley, a dark alley with Tom Wilson seven days every seven nights every week, you know, out of every week. You know, he's just that type of guy and you know. I would kill to have him in blue and gold here in Buffalo. Well, I'll gar- I guarantee you, I guarantee you that if Sidney Crosby played with him on Team Canada, you know, not knowing what what Sid thinks about him, but just based on the history with Pittsburgh, it's probably not not really good. But playing with him, he'd he'd probably get a different opinion about Tom Wilson. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and and knowing the competitor that Sid is, I think it would happen. I think it, I I hope it would. Like it would be like a fresh start, like walking in that room. Hey, we have one goal to win this gold. Let's go after it to see what the two of them could do together. Right. After being, you know, opposing forces for so long, 
right? They, 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 I just think that Tom Wilson brings something unique to the game. And, and that's why he's such a polarizing figure. I, I knowing him personally, you know, haven't spoken to him in years, but I think he gets a lot of un, undue, unjust hate on social media, but that, that can be said across the land for any sport and a lot of athletes um, by opposing fan bases. But- you know, you know, you know, what would be interesting to see is, is team Canada playing Russian and having Tom against Ovi and see oh, yeah, that would be which, what is it? Immovable force uh, falls first. Yeah. What meeting, meeting, what's what meeting? You know, I always, whenever I think of Ovi in the Olympics, you, how do you not think of that open ice hit on Yager? You know what I mean? Like yeah. he just had yeah. him lined up. One of the one of the all time, you know, another guy again who lost a lot of his prime years when he went to go play in the KHL. You know, you always think, you know, what could have been. You know, is Ovechkin chasing Yager, not Gretzky, right now? You never know. Uh, but- yeah, but 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 I played with Yags. Ovi has a different drive. I think I think Yags really got to appreciate the NHL after he went over to the KHL. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I miss that league. I'm going to go back. And when he did come back, he really dedicated himself. Was always one of the hardest working guys the second, you know, his second time around. And I, said I think had too. he applied that, you know, the first time around, you're right. We might be talking talking different. But I think two different personalities and and, and Ovi's just he's he's a lot more driven. Yeah, I, I used to say that too. I you noticed a difference in the player when he came back from the KHL in terms of not just what he did on the ice, everything, how he was committed off the ice, you know, oh, you he, heard the stories about yeah. him being at the after range. games. Yeah. Like still working. Midnight, yeah. I'd be there but like till midnight. Yeah. And then the, how the trainers would just ended up giving him the keys because they didn't want to wait. The laundry would be long finished by then. They wanted to right. go home. Um, and he'd be out there with the ankle weights on. I remember hearing those stories. Yeah, it is. It's an interesting point you bring up Dwayne and, and, and only like had, they're, they're, they're two different people. I think we, when, when, when comparing one to another, and I know that sports media lives off this, like the LeBron MJ thing, like they're different players, right? Everybody's unique in their own way. Um, woulda, coulda, shoulda. If, if, if Yager had a different mentality, if we had Ovi's mentality coming in, where would he be? Obviously Yager's great in his own right, not taking anything away from him, but to see Ovi's sustained success, individually and finally getting that cup. I think it's, it's going to be fun to see uh, and, and hope he can stay injury free. Um, Cause you know, we saw him come into Buffalo and I think what he had a four point night with two goals and, yeah. and like I said, getting them in different ways um, than he has in the past. So I would really, really fun yeah. to, to see the next couple of years. Um, Don't take it personally. He kills everybody he plays against. <laughs> yeah, I, I've learned long <laughs> ago not to take anything that that man does. When number eight's on the ice um, against a team I'm rooting for, I, I, I know that something good or bad for us is bound to happen. But, Dwayne, I know that you you had a, you wanted to ask about the, the, the upcoming matchup. Um, yep. You've seen more of the Sabres live than I have due to my, my coaching commitments. So I'll, I'll sauce it back over to you. Yeah, just, you know, we have you guys tomorrow night. Um, obviously, Buffalo is in yet again, you know, post-Jack Eichel trade, another rebuild. But, you know, I would think that as a Sabres fan or even just as a your, you know regular hockey fan, you look at the team and the makeup of this team and what we have coming up out of Rochester, there's a lot of excitement with what's going on in the, in the AHL. Uh, you know, what's going on at Michigan right now between both Owen Power and uh, goaltender Eric Portillo. Um, a lot, a lot to be excited about, even without Jack Eichel, uh, being a part of this organization anymore. Um, but, uh, you know, 
obviously there's a huge issue in net. We had Craig Anderson, who you got, obviously, you know, I'm assuming got to know last year um, as he was part of your uh, taxi squad and came into fill in during the playoffs. Uh, Craig is absolutely one of my all-time favorite goaltenders, you know, the past like 10 years. I was a, I was a big, I was rooting for him hard when he was with Ottawa on, on that one cup run, that one playoff run they were on when they eventually lost in the uh, conference finals. Um, and he came in, he played unbelievable for us the first, you know, 10 to 15 games. And unfortunately now he's month to month with uh, an upper body injury. And now it's just an absolute goaltending carousel right now. We're up down to Ukapeka Lukin and our starting goal in the AHL, uh, who we assume will get sent back after tonight uh, because they assume Malcolm Subban will be uh, back and ready to go tomorrow night. You know, when you look at a team like Buffalo and, you know, where we at, where we're at in terms of this rebuild and coming in, coming in to play against Washington, you know, do you, where do you see Buffalo giving you guys problems, if any at all? Well, I mean, they'll, uh, I'm assuming they're not playing tonight, right? No, they're playing the Rangers tonight. Oh, they are. Okay. So I was going to say that would be the one advantage is that they're waiting for us, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean the history, it's always Buffalo's always played us tough, um, regardless of, of, you know, um, who's in the lineup or, uh, you know, the, the, the wherever the team is standing. They always seem to play us tough. I, not knowing the organization well, not – I mean, obviously, I, I focus more on, on Washington. And, um, you know, we actually we played Rochester. That was our last game before the COVID breakout. Um we played in Rochester, and yeah, you're right. They've got some. They've got some good, good players down there. And I and I thought uh, uh, the Finnish kid that you were just talking about. Um, he, yeah, he played. He played fantastic that night, and um, I think you guys have something with him. But to me, that's the biggest thing. Is not sure you guys have really had anybody since Ryan Miller. Um, that has been. I know Robin Leonard was there for a bit. Um, that, that was, was the before. guy that came in through a trade, right? Like we haven't yeah. drafted and developed, like you said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 I think all the good organiz all the great organizations, they 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 either you know they trade for a high end goalie or they develop a great one from within their system. And uh, the one thing that Washington's done, uh, I mean, God, at least the last dozen years is. You know, we've 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 drafted, and they're not necessarily high draft picks. I mean, you look at Braden Holpe, was I think was a fifth fifth round draft pick. Uh, Philip Grubauer might have been. Uh, he was a second rounder. Um, you know, Sammy was a first rounder. Vitek was a second rounder. Um, but but we've just managed. You've hit on over the past. Well, we've had Michael Neuverth. We've had uh, Semyon Varlamov. Um, you know, and those are the those are the kids that we've just that we've drafted. We we signed Phoenix Copley out of college. Um, you know, so uh, some organi some organizations just get it right in that position. And um, and to me, that's the biggest thing is I think that stability in that for you guys. Um, I mean, if if the guys in front don't have the confidence, the guys in the net are going to do the job. Yeah, they're going to play a lot more tentative. They're not going to play as 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 open and as confident as they should be grip their sticks um, a little tighter. Yeah. Grip their sticks a little tighter. Um, you know, not quick to jump on the offense. Uh, just little, maybe a little too uh, conservative in the offensive mm -hmm. zone, just in case there's a breakdown. 
whatever it is, the goaltending position is, I mean, you saw that with Vegas when they, when they brought in, uh, well, everybody was new, but you know, bringing Mark in Andre, Mark Andre Fleury, uh, couple of clicks on win number 500 too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, um, I don't think it could be under understated how, how important that position is. Yeah. And I think even looking back at, at some of the, some of the past years, maybe the, the best example would be the, the lockout or sorry, the COVID shortened year. I think we were a point out, we were playing Montreal there. You know, I know that wouldn't have been a true playoff, you know, appearance for us because it was expanded but even then we had below average goaltending you get maybe one you know had we had some more stability maybe that breaks the playoff drought in one of those years and and it's not something that has become this this talking point here and this monkey on our back here in buffalo right not that one postseason appearance without you know winning the cup is 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 what we're we're looking for but um it has been disappointing to see us not, you know, you look at a guy like Cal Peterson, we drafted him. He chose, you know, cause out of college, he had that ability yeah. and, and not faulting his, his decision, but like a lot of goalies that we've drafted haven't worked out or have worked out elsewhere. Um, and, and I know it takes time. Uh, I was, I was happy to see UPL having success in, in Rochester. I still think he's a, He's a, he's a bit away, and and I think Kevin Adams. Uh, the injuries scare me, um, but he does have talent, right? We see it, you know, when he gets called up. But um, looking forward for you know whether it's Portillo, whether it's UPL, whether it's Devon Levi, all guys that are now having success at the college level, uh, the the latter two, um, I think that's when we'll we'll really start to see a change in Buffalo, giving those young skilled players that. I don't want to say added security, but that that mentality of hey, we can we can maybe play a little looser. We can take a chance here or there, knowing that we got this guy back there to bail us out. And we all know that's something that exists in every every locker room there is, right? One hundred percent. It's. I don't think there's. You can go down. You go back to I don't know when, but there's not one Stanley Cup team that hasn't won with a, with a, with an average or subpar goaltender. It's, no, it's, uh, so it's, it's vital. It's difficult. It's difficult. And and you're right. You know, even though it was a lockout or a COVID shortened season, just that little milestone of making the playoffs. It's just that it, it's you're right. It's not talked about anymore. And when it as 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 young guys, they're on social media. They they watch TV. I'd say they read the paper, but I don't even know if there's newspapers anymore. So but there's always, it's always out there. Someone's always, always, you have to be very mentally strong to not let that affect you as a, as a player or as an organization. And so, yeah, just missing the playoffs that, that one year uh, was, was, was crucial. I mean, you, you make it and then you don't have to, you don't have to talk about it. Um, but something, there's just something that's, uh, again, I don't know the organization. I don't know. Um, the inner workings or anything like that, but you know the amount of of young talent that they've gotten the last few years. They should they should at least be on the rise. And um, unfortunately, it's it doesn't look like that's happening right now. Yeah, and I think it, I think it's it's going to be year year a year or two before the the Jack Quins, the Paterkas, the guys that are the the Peyton Krabs, and then even the, the you know the the middle stats and the Tage Thompsons and 
and the, the pieces that we have up, um, you know, coming up, Owen Power, Rasmus Dahlin, we're not there yet. I think we're closer than, than some people feel, but I think that also you can cover up, um, you know, you can have a bad team and, and, and mask it to, to make it look mediocre with great goaltending. Right. And vice right. versa. Um, so I, I, I just, it feels like for the first time in a long time, at least in my opinion, that the, the cupboard drawers are, are full. Now you have to hit on your draft picks, which the past three general managers and even some of Regeer's later picks haven't came to fruition, but you have to draft and develop. And that's been, you know, Kevin Adams plan since he's been brought in. Um, and, and you see the, you know, you like to see even at the HL level, you know, three of the top 10 scores in the league are three of your young players. So there is hope. And, um, but I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't, you know, talk about like you guys have that, one of the goalies needs to 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 come up and be the guy um whether that's somebody you already have in the system or whether that's through trade like you had mentioned but um we, just hearing you mention the guys that have come out of Washington in the past 15 years compared to Buffalo at the position of goaltending it blows my mind um you forget that McNoyverth and Grubauer were both drafted there right and gone on so that that's like you said, it's uh, draft and develop or go out and get a guy, but the Sabres have not had, I'd say, above-average goaltending since Ryan Miller. Uh, Dwayne, would you disagree there? We've had literally, I would say, I I, 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 I lost track of the number. We're on our fifth goalie right now for the season. I loved um, Craig Anderson's start. Like, dude, he was uh, unbelievable. You had a relationship with him at all? Well, yeah, unfortunately, no, I don't because uh, I – I didn't travel at all last year due to the lockout, uh, lockout due to COVID. So I didn't, I didn't get a chance to meet him, but again, you know, with a guy like, Hey, he's getting older. And so injuries are going to happen. And, and, uh, uh, unfortunately it's happened to him, but, um, I know, I know the guys in the locker room really, really spoke highly of him. So, um, having missing a guy like that not only affects the on ice, but it affects the locker room too. Well, and you saw it like right away here in Buffalo, only like he came out and, he gave us a chance to win in games that we didn't have in years prior. And with a young team, it's not maybe, you know, you need that timely save, right? For a young team that's, 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 that needs that, that they, they haven't established the winning culture yet. Right. And it, you have your new coach and Don Granada, who's done a good job, but to have, to be bailed out by a guy like Craig Anderson that, that did it early and often, and I think he, he ended up only maybe with a four, two and one record before getting hurt. But um, I, I, I saw the development. I saw the, with my own eyes, I saw the young, young team playing above its potential because of above average goaltending. So like you said, it, with his age, it, injuries are going to happen. That's just the, the reality of it in the position that we, we, we chose to play. Um, hopefully he comes back, you know, it's, it's been week to week, move to month to month, which I know that can happen with injuries. Um, but it was exciting to see early on and really tough to see, because you know, that a guy like that at that age, he really had to have a, a really full summer of working out. And from all accounts, he really came in Don Granado head coach came out and said right away, you know, he knew from the first day that he showed up and met Anderson that he was ready to go because he was in such great shape. So it's unfortunate to see that he has to deal with this. And it's unfortunate for us too, because we've lost maybe that 
stability back there that could have helped the Sabres over um, that problem of consistency that we we seem to lack. Yeah, um, yeah. And then one, the other thing I think they need to have there needs to be somebody that 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 needs to step up and and, and take that leadership role. Um, you know, and it's it, it goes hand in. I mean, yeah, obviously the goaltending's huge, big part, but you also need somebody that that can hold his teammates accountable, um, lead by example, uh, and just have a strong presence in that room. And I'm not sure. Like I said, I don't know the personnel that well. I'm not sure. I look at a guy like Alex Tuck. Yeah, yeah. Alex From Tuck. Vegas, yeah. It's tough yep. to announce a captain that hasn't played a game for you. I like the idea, Dwayne. Yeah, I, I want like to ask you, Oli, have you played on a team, if you, like, ever a year where you traded the captain or there wasn't a captain? Like, Because that's the situation right now. They have – I mean, they have some A's. I'm, I'm sure there's a leadership group, but to, to not have one captain, has that ever been an issue with you? Did you ever have that when you were playing or coaching? Yeah, no, not in the NHL. Um, it, we have uh, – it's funny, my junior team right now in Tri-Cities, we have that where we haven't decided on a captain yet because I think it's an important call. Like, you can't just – you truly need the right person. You can't just give the guy the letter and, and hope it works out. So if they don't – if they don't – feel that there's somebody in there right now that, that can truly lead because when you, when you name a captain, you, you expect that guy to be there a long time and, and he's going to be, he's going to be the voice of that locker room and face of your franchise. And, and so it's not something that, that should just be tossed around lightly and, and just given to anybody. They, they obviously feel that there's not anybody there yet right now that's ready for that, for that role. People like to talk about Dylan Cousins a lot. Uh, you know, he's like he's like nineteen, maybe maybe twenty now. But I mean, I, I'm I'm not saying you can't name a kid that 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 that's that young, a captain. I know he's you know he's stepped up a lot in certain situations and stuck up. Why not? They named Jack Eichel. Named Jack Eichel well, I, I'm I'm not against it. I'm not against it. But you know, um, I just I, I I look at a guy like Alex Tuck who is ingrained already in the city. He grew up a huge Sabres fan. He literally got behind a podium after the Jack Eichel trade and said, it is my dream to play for this team. Mind you, this team has finished in the cellar for five years in a row. So for a guy like that to come from a team like Vegas, who's cup contending, uh, you know, just made this huge trade in, for Jack Eichel, and you're part of that deal going the other way. You're going from best to worst to get on a podium with a, that big of a smile on your face and say, this is what I was born to do. Um, that for me, that just screams, put a C on this guy and let him take the reins and let him show these kids what it, what it takes to win and, you know, on and off the ice and, you know, what it means, what it takes to be a real leader. And, you know, eventually maybe a Dylan Cousins could transition to that role of captain eventually down the road. Yeah. It's obviously, it's great to hear that. Uh, obviously the Sabres have meant a lot to him when he was growing up and, mm -hmm. and, um, that's exactly what you want to hear when you trade for a player. Um, but you still, you still have to see what he brings inside the locker room. Um, and again, I don't know, I don't know Alex Tuck as a person. I don't know. I know he's a good player and um, he's got to win over that locker room. He's got to win over the coaches. He's got to win over the locker room. He's got to do the right things day in and day out on the ice. Um, and that just obviously, like you said, it remains to be seen, but uh, if he backs up what is what he said on the podium and in, in, on the ice and in the locker room, then, it sounds like he would be a, a logical choice for that. But, you know, Cousins, I think, probably needs another couple of years. We gave Ovi the captaincy, well, I want to say his third year uh, when he was in Wash. 
Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't the right time to give it to him. Obviously, he was the face of the franchise. Um, he was uh, he still there's still a lot of things that that Obi needed to to learn and you know um, needed to to be a little bit more mature. But I mean, you've seen you've seen the true Ovi uh, come to fruition here in, in in 2018 when we won the mm-hmm. cup and and the things that he did in that playoff run. It showed that uh, that he is the true captain and and um, so sometimes the young guys just aren't ready. Um, doesn't mean they're not they're not going to be the captain, but you know you don't want to put that pressure on those guys too early. I honestly watching him celebrate that whole summer, Oli. <laughs> that was just like it was like. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Like you know it's that just, it was just pure joy. It's yeah, all it was. Like every time the and guy then, scores, you see it in his face. You know. Well, and then the Blues tried to replicate that the next year, and it just didn't come off or come across. <laughs> The same way. <laughs> oh, that was it was special. I I I was I was rooting for Summer him. Of um, still still to this day, some unreal pictures. Uh, they should make one of those of Ovi during the celebration as a statue. I feel like once he does retire, whenever that is. Um, changing which one? The one where he's on the fountain in his underwear? Yeah, 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 so yeah that, should, that was, they the should put the, they should put the statue in the fountain. Yeah, yeah, or do or do the keg stand. So instead yes. of Having the statue where the guy, the athlete's actually on his feet, he's doing a handstand on the trophy. That that would actually be a good one too. It'd be one of a kind. So I'm sure, I'm sure it would draw a crowd, no doubt. Uh, I would love to see it right there in front of the the the, the rink. That'd be a fun, a fun uh, little meeting meeting spot. Uh, pre-game, yeah, for sure. Uh, pre-game sodas. Wanted to switch gears really quick. You had the chance to play for the German Olympic team in in Nagano in '98, and then I think again in turn in '06. Correct. And I well, I should have played in Salt Lake too, yep. but I got hurt two days before the tournament started, so I missed that unfortunately. So being able to represent Germany and and, and play in international best on best hockey um, is something that very few, even of the best hockey players in the world, get to do. Um, I don't know if you listened to Batman's comments today. Um, you know that the, they still are willing. To, they were they were murky on it, but they said, "Listen, we agreed." And in the PA, when we signed the, the CBA, that we were going to help the players go. Um, ultimately, if the players deem that they don't want to go and we don't have uh, another COVID stoppage, you know, we're going to try to make it work. Um, what What's the feeling around the – I mean, I'm sure everybody has their own feelings, um, you know, with a guy like Leonard coming out and announcing that he's not going for, for psychological reasons. And, and, I mean, maybe we'll see more players start to do that, but – do you do you think the Olympics will happen at this point? Just personally, do, what's 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 your feeling? Yeah, I I, I mean, it, it, I would assume it's gonna it's gonna happen unless there's a massive, you know, upturn in COVID cases and and I can't. It's just too big an event to to uh, to not have happen. Um, I don't know if anyone's stopping Ovi from going. I remember how how adamant he was about going last time. And I, I'm actually surprised he didn't pick up his gear and end up going that year to South Korea, but. Uh, no, there, there's just something when I look back at my career, it, those two Olympic appearances were two of my most, most cherished moments. Um, even though I didn't grow up in Germany, uh, you know, I had, I had German parents and, and pretty much my entire family was living in Germany. So, uh, it wasn't just a sense of pride for me. It was a sense of pride for my whole family. And, and, um, uh, it uh, it truly is one of those one of those special moments, and 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 if if 
I, I would highly recommend to any athlete if they get the opportunity that they should take it. Um, obviously, China is a different animal with all the, you know, political things and uh, the human rights things. And, and, and people have to, you know, they have to stick up to what they believe in. And if they, they think that going there isn't right, if it goes against their beliefs, then all the power to them. If, 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 um, if some guys uh, think it's better for their mental health, to not go, then by me, all means, you need to stay home. I mean, mental health the last five, five, ten years has become so prevalent. Um, it's such an important subject that, and, uh, you know, you, you, you praise guys like Robin Leonard to be so open about it, but it's important um, that people know about it because it is, especially now, what we've gone through for 18 months with COVID, the, uh, you know, I've got three teenage kids, and, and, and to see them, you know, doing the, the the online learning and not being in being in the classroom, it has it had a huge toll on their mental state. And so, uh, again, it, it, to every athlete, it, it's up to them. But if all things being equal, I'd highly recommend to to go to the Olympics and and and, and experience it. There's nothing like yeah. it. I I hope it comes down to an individual decision. Like guys that want to go, go. Guys that don't want to go, don't go. And, and that way, I feel like that that then then the decision's still in the player's hands, right? Then you don't have guys that this might be their only opportunity being told by the governing organization, the NHL or whoever it may be, the player association being told, no, I hope it, I hope it happens. I miss seeing best on best at the Olympics. Um, and, and I honestly, going back to that comment about Ovi trying to go to the last ones, I remember how intense that got and, and that being in the news and, and I, w- I would have loved to see him, uh, and, you know, pick up a skier and go and represent his country. Because I think that's, like you said, goes back to not just representing your nation, but the pride you feel with your family. I, I didn't get to do it at, at an Olympic level, but to do it at the uh, Holinka, Ivan Holinka tournament was something that I'll always hold near and dear, right? To, to put on those colors for the first time is, is, a, is a moment you don't ever forget. Uh, yeah, and, and, and unfortunately, Ovi, Ovi missed out on a gold medal. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. I, really uh, wish, I really wish you would have went, man, because I would have loved to see that. Oh, my God, that was so yeah, – they were so close. I mean, it was – and I – believe me, don't get me wrong, I didn't expect Germany to go to the finals, but I thought that if any country could benefit from the NHL not going, it would be Germany because, you know, we only have a handful of NHL guys anywhere, so the core of, core of our national team is usually all – uh, all, all guys that play in the DEL. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, where, where teams like Sweden and Canada, U.S., Czechs, they, they were 90%, 95% NHL players. So I thought we had a good chance of, 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 of really finishing high. I didn't think we were two minutes away from winning a gold medal, but that was just awesome to see. And and I, the country went, went was – they went nuts. Even though we won silver, they – it's just something that um, – it'd be like Canada winning gold in, in soccer. Uh, it, it's that kind of, it was that kind of a moment. I'm, yeah. I'm good friends and uh, I former teammates with Tom Kunakel. He won a cup with the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's in the Islanders uh, system, but he's represented G- uh, Germany on the national level. And to just go back and forth with him about how much of a huge moment that was in the, at the time um, and have it be that close. Uh, it was cool to hear from his perspective. Um, you know, he, he, he represented Germany uh, most recently at the, the world championships this past year. So just, yeah. uh, you know, good, good guy. 
awesome former 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 friend and teammate, somebody I'll always root for. But um, that would have been would have been a really special thing. Uh, it still is a special um, you know run at 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 the at the Olympics. A silver medal is nothing to scoff at, um, and it's definitely something that deserves to be recognized. Um, I, I, I just, I, I hope to, that we get to see, uh, to see Olympic hockey. Uh, I think you touched on it too. It's, it's adding in where it's being held and, and, and all of the things surrounding what is happening over there and that part of the world. Um, but I, but I also, I also don't think, I don't think that, um, I don't think governments or anybody should punish, should punish the athletes, um, you know, uh, for what's going on there. I mean, these guys, these, these, these athletes train their whole life and, you know, it's not their fault that China got picked to be a, a venue site. So when, when they have boycotts and then don't allow the athletes to go, I think it's the worst thing they can do. I, I, I don't really know what a, what a diplomatic boycott entails, but I'm glad the U S did that. And, and instead of, of, of keeping the athletes back, but um, you know, I was just about to say di diplomatic boycott, Say, stand your ground to do that, but don't 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 hold out on the athletes. Echoes mm -hmm. my thoughts one hundred percent. I agree. I uh, you know, I I also hope that at some point too, because I think it went so well the first time around. Like, why is it taking so long? I know it's I know it maybe out of kind of maybe it's an NHLPA thing or you know I, I don't know. The World Cup of Hockey was so much fun. Like, I mean, maybe if the Olympics don't get played for whatever reason. Maybe they could bring that back. I, I don't know, man. That was so much fun to watch. You know, Team North America, Team USA, Canada, European teams. Uh, you know, I, I, I personally was a huge fan of that. I hope they find a way to bring that one back. Yeah, I, again, it, it, I, I, I'd love that event. I, I participated in the first one that we did um, uh, in the new format. World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Um, tournament. It was great. It was, it was really good. Um, and it's it's a fine line, uh, you know. The, these guys, that the, the the NHL schedule is such a a, a grind, um, you know. And then you add another three weeks to the star players. That it's it's a fine balance. So I, I don't know, I don't. It's such a good event, but you also gotta you gotta take the players' uh, health in, into account. Um, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure the organizations don't like seeing their their high end players be put at risk when it's not not for the, for the organization's sake, but for something else. So um, again, that, that's what the, you know, the big wigs and big wigs in New York and Toronto need to need to figure out. Cause it is, it truly was a, uh, a great event team, North America with those young stars. Oh, that, that was exciting to see that overtime against Sweden. I still think if, 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 if an alien came down to earth and I wanted to best explain to him why I think hockey is the best game in the world, the one clip I'm showing them is that stretch of three on three between Sweden and North American young guns. Like that to me <laughs> was one of the coolest moments in all of hockey. We should do that more. Dwayne, I, I to answer, I, I think it would be great to go like opposite the, the like every two years, but I just know how yep. much planning that takes to hear the 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 the, the commissioner answer questions on behalf of all of the owners about how much revenue has been lost. You know, I think it was somewhere that first COVID shortened year. It was one billion last year, two to three billion dollars. Like those, we're talking big numbers for a sport that um, you know gets a lot of you know if it's revenue from the gate. 
I know that they're they're doing things in the, inside the CBA um, to to help with that. But um, again, going like what Oli said, that the. the I think it's the insurance, right? Like the CBA has to take out insurance on, on the loss that they get if their players get injured while playing over there. And that's I part of it. Yeah. Part of that. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot that goes into it. Like you said, the big wigs, but I hope that the players do get the, their, their personal choice to go. I hope it's a great event. I hope, um, you know, I just being American, I'd love to see an American U S Canada final. Uh, but to also see Ovi get a gold medal would be fun too. I, that's the that's the best part of best on best Olympic hockey. I think it's it's a better we're 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 better sport in total for having that kind of event. I agree, but I'd also like to see the Olympics on this side of of you know of the world. Uh, what we have we've had Sochi, we've had South Korea, now we've had China. Yeah. I mean, time zone change and everything. Yeah, it's just it's, been it's, it's so it's, difficult. It's, yeah, it's brutal. So it's it'd be nice to have it come back at least to, you know, Western Europe or or back over North America. Well, look at how special Vancouver was, right? Like, yeah, just having it. I know that's a Canadian city, obviously, and and you know them winning there. But it's just like all the stars lined up, right? I know you you didn't get to participate in Salt Lake City, but that was you know that that had some special moments right there. Right. So I, I definitely agree with you. Something on, on the, you know, this, this side of, um, you know, the planet. The, yes. The planet <laughs> I was going to say hemisphere, but I was going to be way off too many pucks to the head for this guy. Um, Dwayne, I, I, I don't have anything else. I need to wrap up here in a minute to get to practice. Uh, only I big fan, obviously love um, whenever we get the chance to have you on. I know the fans love it. Really appreciate everything you do. Uh, best of luck from me to you and your your future endeavors, and and also with with um, the the organization. I know Dwayne, you wanted to, to mention that. Yep. Yeah. I uh, I know you had the uh, the Carson Kolzig Foundation. Um, I know you you know with uh, that deals with a lot with uh, children with autism. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to promote on top of that, uh, Oli? No, that's that's the one that's near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, autism obviously is a a disorder that's affecting a lot of kids. One in one in sixty now, um, I believe, is the number. Um, so the more we get the word out, uh, the uh, you know quicker we get the interventions for these kids, uh, the better it is for their long term health. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, I know I I, I knew I work um, not with. Uh, within where I, where I actually work my company, but I work around uh, individuals, both, uh, you know, mostly adults that do deal with autism. And you know what, uh, you know, regardless of how you feel, like what you feel about the, 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 you know, their condition, they are some of the most like nicest, most special individuals you will ever meet in the world, man. Like, uh, there's, there's one guy, uh, that I work with in one of my accounts at work and he's a huge hockey fan and he comes up to me every time he sees me, he lights up and that's all he wants to do is talk about the Sabres. wants to talk about hockey. wants to talk about the bills. Like he just absolute, the kid's an absolute beauty. And I love talking to talking to him about hockey. It's just, you know, nicest individual you will ever meet. Yeah. They're, they're special people. They really are. They, they, you know what they lack in 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 sometimes an emotion and and an affection they make up with for in, in other areas and just speaking obviously uh, you know on a personal level about my son he's going to turn 21 in January and um, just some of the some of the accomplishments he's made here the last five six years he's 
he's two months away from graduating. You know, he's getting his uh, high school degree. Um, he's talking about going to college. And these are things back when he was first diagnosed that, you know, that we didn't think were possible. But because we were guided in the right direction and we got we got the proper intervention and, and um, uh, he's really been able, his, his, his course in life has really been going on, on an upward uh, trend. And, um, and again, the, the, the milestones they accomplished are just that much more special because you never, as a, as a parent that, that when you hear that, that, that news that, that you have an autistic child that you just don't think is achievable. That's incredible. Uh, Oli, I like really mean this when I say it, I I'm a father of two beautiful, uh, baby girls. I can't call them baby girls anymore. They're, 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 they're start one starting kindergarten this year and the other one's in pre-K, but, um, to, to know, and even in that, in that, lead up to it when you're getting the test to see what, what, uh, what illnesses can be, you know, happen to have, you know, a child born with a, uh, um, an affliction like that and to see him have the success that he's having. And, and it, it, that's such an heartwarming story and really brings, you know, joy to, to me to hear it. So, and everything that your organization does. Um, so to, to hear that, I just wanted to share how special it was. Like that's incredible. Um, but like, and like Dwayne did in the moment, couple of clicks for, for your son, that Carson, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, best of luck to him as, yeah. as he moves on to his next chapter, um, you know, with secondary education and, and, and any milestone that comes next, that that's so incredible and, uh, really, really happy for him and, and what your foundation has been able to do. Well, so I appreciate it. Thank you. Not a problem. And obviously you, you're uh, co-owners of the Tri-City Americans. Uh, and how is that going too? Uh, we, we've got a bit of a, uh, we're in a bit of a stretch where we're rebuilding. Uh, we know it's going to be, a, it's going to be a tough season. Um, one of, uh, my co-owner, Stu Barnes, actually, uh, Buffalo Sabre. yeah, he, uh, he's taken on the coaching role this year. So, uh, wow. he was, he was pro scout for Seattle, um, help, help get them, uh, through their, uh, expansion draft. And then, uh, we brought him in as the, uh, as the head coach now. So. Um, and I've just seeing him on a day-to-day basis firsthand, he's, he's been fantastic with the kids. Um, I think once we, we're still a young team. Um, and, uh, but I think in the next two or three years, we're going to be back to where we were four or five years ago. As, as a, somebody that has been coached by a former Sabre at the major junior labor at the major junior level with Bobby Bugner, um, I'm excited for, for those, for those kids that'll get to play for Tri-City um Stu just hearing Dwayne yell Stu in and the members of Rick Generette's calls uh for Stu Barnes he was one of my personal favorites when I was a little kid so um that's really cool I I'm you know I'm I'm thankful like those kids are gonna love it they're gonna and and I'm sure Stu's gonna thrive best of luck as you guys you know start to build up and make your run hopefully to the back the top of the mountain um such a storied organization you know with a lot of success and and you know it's what's that like? My last, I guess my last question with Seattle um, and the Kraken coming in and, 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 you know, obviously you guys have been there forever. Um, what's it like now having an NHL market there? Is it drawn uh, attention to what you guys are doing? Is it taken away from what you do? Is it kind of working? No, I, I think it, I think it, it's, it's really helped. I mean, you know, we'll get a better sense of it next year when once all these, you know, we're, we're dealing with, 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 uh, you know, uh, COVID mandates, uh, vaccination mandates, vaccination mandates. 
to get in our building. So I think once all that stuff kind of smooths over, um, we'll get a true sense to see, you know, how big of an impact uh, the crack can have. But uh, the excitement, and we're, we're three and a half hours from Seattle. So the excitement that's in our area is huge. The Kraken have committed themselves to, to working with all the teams in the, in the U.S. division of the Western League. Um, and uh, the response has been great. So, um, yeah, we look forward to, uh, to a long, long relationship with the Kraken. I mean, um, it's, it's great for our area. That's awesome. Really cool to hear. Love to see the NHL grow. Um, I remember even when I was young, I, I loved the Mighty Ducks. Paul Correa was my favorite player. My mom and dad still tell me to this day, that, and they, they love to remind my kids now, that I would just be downstairs by myself announcing um, that I was on a line with uh, Correa and uh, Solani, uh, just commentating my own little mini stick games. Mia's so, always um, Patty and Will Gilney for me. Yeah, so but like to see then, like when the Ducks had that success and – and to see hockey kind of explode in, in, in the West Coast. And I know the Gretzky trade had a lot to do with it. There was teams in L.A. before. But then, you know, as I started to get older, started to see kids at that festival, the, the top 200 from Anaheim, from, um, you know, Southern California. And now to see some of them breaking in with the national development team and being high picks. Uh, it'll be cool to see more, you know, more and more, Northwestern, you know, Seattle, Northwest United States, Seattle region area kids get into hockey um, that weren't already. So that'll be really cool. And best of luck to you and the Tri-City Americans going forward. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. And I appreciate it, Ole. And hopefully uh, maybe at some point if I can get myself a Colzig jersey, maybe we could replace that wall one back there. Yeah, I was just going to say there's know. there's a, there's a an empty space right down there below. That I noticed. If, you got, if you got one laying around, hey, I'm glad to take it. The wall one's <laughs> mine. I'll take back the wall one if, if Dwayne gets a Colzig one. And I'll add it to my collection because who's this fucking Cullen guy? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, if, if, Ole, if you got one laying around, man, I'll trade you a two goalies, one Mike shirt. <laughs> I'll have to get. Uh, I'll have to go in the uh, storage unit and see what I can dig up. All right. Well, uh, we'll 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 talk shop about that later. But thanks again, Ole, for coming on with us. I really do appreciate it. Uh, friend of the program, an absolute wagon. Uh, you know, I hope we can have you on again at some point. Yeah, anytime, guys. I enjoy yeah, doing this stuff. Thank yeah, you so much for episode uh, for Dwayne, for Ole, for all of us here at Two Goalies, One Mike. Looking forward to a great matchup tomorrow night with the Caps. Three goalies, one Mike. Three, Three goalies, one Mike. Oh, he said that's straight. right. That's an extra your, ten in the fine Get jar. your shit together, Cully. Get yeah, it together, man. Tighten it up. It's going to be a fine, fine day for me today. Um, but that, now we have to get him again. a shirt. Thanks again for coming on. For all those at three goalies, one Mike, Wayne, <laughs> Oli, and myself, uh, hope you, you all enjoyed episode 79 uh, and looking forward to a great Sabres-Capitals matchup. Uh, thanks again and have a great evening. See you guys later. Take care, guys. Hey, everybody. This is Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike here to remind you that after you get done listening to the episode, which I hope you loved it and I hope you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are using Apple Podcasts, do me a favor. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review and, of course, write us a review. It goes a long way in getting us noticed and getting us some kind of recognition in this world of podcasting. It goes such a long way. And obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, 
at two goalies, one Mike hammer that subscribe button, leave us some comments, show us some love with some likes. Again, it goes a long way and we really appreciate your love and support to those of you who have been with us since episode one. Thanks for sticking with us for this long. For those of you who are jumping on the bandwagon right now, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We have a season of guests that are going to blow you away. Uh, This year for hockey is going to be big with them going to ESPN, TNT. We've already seen how great it's been. Just, you know, they just got done with the first two nights of this season. It's been phenomenal. We get Gretzky back, Gretzky and Barkley. It's it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. So we are going to have so much to talk about this year. Thanks for hopping on with us. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you soon. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.